0: Voyage.
1: Hey, listeners, I want to tell you about a new show just released on Voyage Media called Conversations with Men I Wish I Never Had. This is a podcast where former Master Mariner and Navy Lieutenant Commander Adina Grundy has candid, raw, cathartic, and often surprisingly funny conversations with women about their experiences in traditionally male-dominated fields like the Navy, the Merchant Marine, and police force. These are the types of conversations that you might only privately have with your girlfriends, but we are sharing them for you to listen to. If you're someone who has ever had an experience working as a woman in a male-dominated field, we think you will find a lot to relate to and commiserate with. Be prepared to laugh, cry, and be entertained. The first couple of episodes are already available, and we will be releasing new episodes every week. Check out Conversations With Man, I Wish I Never Had where you get your podcasts.
0: You have to maintain your bus. Before I be run, you check your gauges, make sure the air pressure is between 80 and 120 PSI, check for leaks under the bus, check stops and warning lights, check mirrors, and check yourself, check your head. Because all it takes is one slip up and someone can die. Now someone is dead. Someone is dead because of me. too
2: this is jane hey it's ruthie what's up today is already starting out lousy just calling to say hey at 6 30 in the morning
0: that's the calmest time over here everyone knows what to do at least at the start of the day
2: well good for you i had six drivers quit overnight it's stepcon 17 over here i might have to cover some routes myself
0: Actually, the higher the number, the lower the urgency for DEFCON. So, like, if things are really bad, you actually say DEFCON 1. (laughs) Never mind.
2: Why'd they quit? Because if they stayed, they might have to do some actual work. Who knows? People are always quitting over here. What, no drivers ever quit on you?
0: Well, actually, I've had two drivers leave in the last five years. I guess, technically, Diego died. So, one resignation and one final resignation. They actually all got together and chipped in to give me a gift card at Sashi's Choshky's for Christmas.
2: What are you, rubbing it in? I've had 15 drivers quit in the last 18 months.
0: Uh, Well, you do run a pretty tight ship over there. Drivers talk, you know.
2: Constance, are you fucking kidding me? You're three minutes late, again. You're supposed to be on the road already, on a hop. Yeah, give me that look, see what happens. Maybe this isn't a good hi. Ruthie, I'll call you later. She never calls me later.
0: My drivers tell me people who work for Jane spend their working days looking up jobs with different companies with better benefits on their phones. Sometimes I think that I might be Jane's only friend. When we were in seventh grade, some girls laughed at my outfit. Uh, Okay, to be fair, I was wearing overalls. And Jane screamed at them until they cried. She's always been kind of intense. The reason her drivers keep quitting is Jane pays worse than anyone, but has the most routes. She's got the most routes by underbidding every other school bus operator in Delaware. I know she doesn't sound great, but you have to understand where she comes from. Jane's dad is Arthur Nathanson. He owns Patriot Freight, the biggest trucking company in America. They do billions of dollars in revenue yearly, and he always calls Jane's company her little bus stop. Everyone thinks Jane got a handout from her dad to start her company, but I know for sure he didn't give her a dime. He never helped her build it, and he never recognized her for what she's accomplished. And it takes a long time to catch up to a billionaire. And look, Jane can be really sweet. She bought her little golden Malapu a toddler bed and put it next to her bed. She's really kind at heart. That heart is just locked under an iron plate. The four bedrooms in this house were full for years and now my kids are grown and gone. Everyone's gone. I met my husband Brad in high school. I was a tomboy, he was a jock. Even Jane practically did a spit take when she saw us holding hands in the cafeteria. It could have been with any girl, he was with me. It was quite a bit of hot high school gossip. We got along great when it came to sports. We were good teammates. So when we got married and had kids, we ran breakfast and getting the kids to school like a give and go pass, but... We were never really romantic. Sure, we had sex, but it was... Well, you ever watch a mechanic do one of those quick oil changes? Yeah. And in the last few years of our marriage, I can't remember us ever kissing. When Brad told me he wanted a divorce, he actually said out loud that he thought of me like a guy friend. When he said that, thought I was choking like all the air had been expelled out of my body. I was convinced Brad must have been cheating on me with Tiffany White. I had seen him looking at her at high school. Her boobs came in with vengeance between freshman and sophomore year. She was popular. She never wore overalls. She was the kind of girl people expected Brad to be with. After high school, Tiffany got into opiates. She was arrested for mail fraud. And my understanding is that she's a waitress at our local Big O Tater restaurants now. But to Brad, she was still the pretty girl from high school he missed out on by going with me. I saw them out at the movie theater together a few weeks ago. I was there by myself. I sat in the back and watched them kiss through the whole movie. Ugh, he can have her. I've been too tired to fight Brad on the divorce. His indoor soccer franchise never really took off. I'm the more financially successful one by far. I should have been tougher with the settlement. I really got hit when it came to the alimony. Five grand a month! But I just wanted out of the marriage. I'd rather be alone. $60,000 a year. You tell me, where am I supposed to make 60 grand magically appear from? So after work now. I come home, and I drink until I pass out. Okay, okay, that sounds a lot more rebellious than it is. After a glass and a half, I fall asleep. And then my alarm goes off at 4.30 a.m. It's no picnic.
1: Keisha? Did you call me? Seven times. What's happening? We lost the Timber Grove contract. What? To who? Look, they sent an email this morning. Too scared to call. No wonder. We've had
0: that contract for 17 years. Mr. Harper's
1: son sends me an e-card with a platypus tap dancing for my birthday. Well, for 20% (sighs) less, they were happy to take a shit on those 17 years and that platypus.
0: 20%? How can you service that route for... Your profit
1: margins would be razor thin. You can ask your friend, Jane.
0: Are you sure it was her?
1: We regret to inform you we are using a new operator, Jane Nathanson. The district is in a funding crisis and Jane's bid was crazy low. Yellow, Peace. Ugh. I think Mr. Harper's son is smoking weed again. Keisha,
0: that contract is 32% of our yearly revenue. Oh gosh, we're gonna have to lay off drivers. Sherry's having her back surgery next month. Mal is closing on his first house. Wendell owes that bookie twenty grand. This might literally kill him. What
1: are we gonna do? Is my name Jane? You know who you need to talk to about this.
2: It's the third time you in six I got Open a trash can. Got my happy butt to work. I need you here, Jane. How could you do this to me? Hang on. Don't hang on. What? How could you do this to me? Do what, Luca? Tomorrow you need to be here. Kids need to catch colds. It builds immunity. Bye. How could you do this to me? The Timber Grove contract? Yes. Oh, t- it's just business. I made a more competitive bid. You could have matched it. No one could match it. Well, that sounds like a you problem, then. You'll barely make a profit on hey, it. it. It's a numbers game. Only for you.
0: You treat your drivers like cattle. How do you expect to find all the drivers for this contract? Everyone hates driving for you. You have
2: plenty of other contracts.
0: I have had that one since 2005. There are kids who rode those routes with us that drive them for us now. You think they want to work for you? You know what the other drivers call you behind your back? The she-bitch of Wilmington. And that's the nicer nickname they have for you. It's not my fault you can't keep up with me. Everyone is right about you.
2: Excuse me?
0: I have been selling the sins of the father story to anyone who will listen for years. But there's a point where you can't write off how you treat people because of what you've been through. You're unbelievable. What did you say to me? I said you're a complete and utter bitch. That clear enough for you? You are all four faces on the Mount Rushmore of bitches. And you know who else says that? Everyone who works for you. And you know why your turnover is so high? People get their CDL with the training and leave as soon as they can go to a better place,
2: a.k.a. any place. This is business. You're making it personal.
0: Do you think you have one friend in this world?
2: Well, I did until five seconds ago. I would say you're right. Preferential treatment then, huh? That's the price of your friendship? You know about my divorce settlement. You know I
0: have to pay Brad a gold ship brick of alimony. And you did this to me anyway. I am not asking for preferential treatment. I'm asking not to have the dagger twisted into my
2: back. And what are you going to do about it? does that mean? It's a simple question. I... You could call Timber Grove, give them your lowest bid, and see if they go back to you. You could pursue new businesses to replace the lost route. You could do a hundred different things other than make me the scapegoat for your failure. Stop blaming me and get out of my office. I have actual work to do. I- Ruth. We were friends. Please don't make me call security.
0: I left in a fog. It was like I was standing outside of my body watching this happen to someone else. I drove, not knowing where I was going until I saw a sign that said I was entering Pennsylvania. I pulled over, cried, and called Keisha.
1: Hey, you leave with a piece of Jane's ass. I hope her job was still on the floor after you chewed her out.
0: I'm going to Florida. I can't look at another bus. Huh? You're in charge. I'll be back in a couple of weeks. You know how to manage the sports runs, which buses are due for service. Oh, and don't forget to pick up donuts for the monthly, for the monthly birthdays. A couple of weeks? What's up? You'll do great. Thanks so much, Keisha. You're a great employee. I appreciate you. Also, you're getting a 10% raise effective immediately.
1: Thanks, Ruth, but can we afford that?
0: I'm selling my house.
1: Really? But you've been there since I was like 16. Bye, Keisha. Hey, Ruth. What? While you're in Florida. Yeah? You need to get laid.
0: (laughs) Bye, Keisha. So I went to Miami. I bought cute bikinis I ran five miles a day. I didn't know what I was gonna do, but I knew whatever it was, it was gonna be for me for once. I did my best not to think about anything but margaritas and sunsets. After a week to cool down, I called Jane. Hey.
2: Hi. What's up?
0: Do you have anything you wanna say?
2: Jesus. Ruth, I don't have time for a soap opera today. Can you just
0: acknowledge that maybe you could have handled it better?
2: Like how, exactly?
0: You could have called me,
2: given me a heads up. Tip off the competition? That's not how business works.
0: Were we ever
2: friends? Really? I felt sorry for you in school. I feel sorry for you now. That was it.
0: Later that day, I got a text from my ex-husband. The alimony payment was late. I found a waterfront bar and got a watermelon margarita and got good and drunk, well into the night. Later than I'd stayed up in years, I wandered the beach and ended up falling asleep in the sand. I woke up in a daze. There were people around me. The sun was up. How long had I been asleep? As I blinked away the cobwebs, a man flashed across my field of vision. He was wearing jeans, work boots, and a t-shirt, but he stripped them off and carelessly left them behind him on his way to the water. He had on boxer briefs, and that was it. And he let the water hit him. In the sun, his body glistened. Water dripped down his chest, highlighting the different areas of his muscles, down to the crease. You know, that line that really fit guys have, right above his groin. He was tall, but not lanky. Fit, but not in that way that looks too fussy and weird. He had this beautiful dark hair that matched his eyes. I couldn't keep my eyes off of him. Eventually... He saw me, and then I didn't look away. Maybe I was still a little drunk. He approached me when he came out of the water.
3: Good morning. Yes? Visiting?
0: Yes. He sat next to me, daringly close, still just in his boxer briefs. How European.
3: First time in Miami.
0: Yes and I realized with a start that he was hitting on me. I mean, nobody had approached me like this in years. I looked around like somebody else might be watching and could advise me, but no one was. We were anonymous, just two people on a beach. How long are you
3: in town for? As long as I want. Good for you. Hey, I was gonna go grab some breakfast. There's a nice spot down the way in the mood for a Bloody Mary?
0: I could be. The idea of having any more alcohol was terrifying to me. I was hung over as it was.
3: Let me just grab my clothes.
0: I noticed the other women on the beach eyeing him as well as he grabbed his clothing and dressed himself. One of them turned to glance at me. I knew that look. Jealousy. And in some weird place that hadn't seen the sunshine in 20 years deep in me, I felt myself swell with bizarre pride. It was like being 19 again, or what I imagine being 19 was like for girls that didn't wear overalls to school. Ready to go? Let's do it. I'm Logan. Ruth, I did get that Bloody Mary. Hair of the dog, or whatever they say. Fuck it! (laughs) I was on vacation.
3: Sounds like she totally screwed you over.
0: I should have seen it coming. She did it to other people. I just never thought she'd do it to me. We used to have sleepovers at her dad's guest house. We're lifers with each other.
3: I'm sorry. Are you married? Could I be sitting here if I was? (laughs) Some people would.
0: Not me. I'm divorced.
3: Okay. I'm not married either.
0: If you were, would you have invited me to breakfast?
3: If I say yes, would you take it as a compliment or judge me? (laughs)
0: Let's finish breakfast and I'll decide.
3: (laughs) How long have you had your own business?
0: Oh, if I tell you, you'll know how old I am.
3: That a bad thing?
0: Let's just say... since the Bush administration.
3: Senior? (gasps) (gasps) (laughs) I'm kidding. Totally kidding. Come on, you look incredible. For whatever mystery age you are. You're a knockout, don't you know that? I knew I was in
0: shape. I had run my last triathlon just a year prior, but the way he said it, how he looked at me when he said it, I hadn't thought of myself like that in a
3: long time. Do you have a big business, a lot of employees to manage?
0: Oh, define big. I have a manager that works beneath me, 26 drivers, three full-time mechanics, an HR person, all that kind
3: of stuff. Sounds like a lot to deal with.
0: It is. But I love it. Usually.
3: I work for myself, but I have a sister I take care of. That's enough for me. Is she young? She's five years younger than me, but she has Down syndrome. Oh, no. Hey, she's the happiest person I know. She doesn't feel sorry for herself. No one else should. Well,
0: I I didn't mean it like that.
3: Totally okay. I, I know you didn't. She has a great outlook. No matter how bad my day is going, she always puts a smile on my face.
0: I had two more Bloody Marys. My body was hating me. But I just didn't want breakfast with Logan to end.
3: Blowing it with you is the biggest mistake of his life. He'll wake up and realize it soon. But now you know you're better off without him. Your ex-husband sounds like a real douchebag.
0: He kind of is. God,
3: you are so beautiful. I'm sorry, just the way the light is hitting you. (laughs) This is going to sound super lame, but can I take your picture? I I should shut up. Sorry.
0: (laughs) Do it. Go ahead. He took a picture of me. I didn't know how to do a sexy pose, so I just kind of stared blankly.
3: I bet that's the real reason your friend stabbed you in the back. She's probably jealous of you.
0: I doubt that. She's just a dyed-in-the-wool, dead-behind-the-eyes, ruthless lunatic.
3: This big contract, these bus routes, how much money are they worth?
0: Over a year? A lot. Like hundreds of thousands of dollars.
3: What would happen if Jane wasn't around? Would it all go back to you?
0: Oh yeah, most likely, but she is.
3: What if she wasn't? What do you mean? What if she was gone?
0: Like to Europe or something?
3: No. You mean? We're just talking. No harm in talking. Jane's not here. What do you want to do?
0: Please stop. Okay. Love Murder Florida is a production of Voyage Media. The series is produced by Nat Mandel, Robert Midas, and Dan Benamore. Directed by Dan Benamore. Written by Cindy Sommer and Dan Benamore. Based on an
3: original story by Cindy Sommer, starring Jane Lynch as Jane and Tammy Cates as Ruth. Additional cast credits available in the show notes.
2: Edited, sound designed, and mixed by Nick Masitti. Original music
0: by Darius Gonzalez. If you're enjoying the show, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or anywhere you're listening and subscribe now for future episodes.